Jesus, it's packed. Yeah, go down the back there, so. Welcome to the Snog with Richie and Lavin. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Snog Podcast. My name is Richard Loftus. I'm Lavin. And this is a podcast from the west coast of Ireland where we talk to different people about their their jobs, their side hustles, their interests, their loves, and everything in between. How are you? Great. Uh, the place looks great. You got the Christmas tree up. Yeah, Christmas has landed in our house. <laughs> Exploded. Yeah. yeah. When when does this come out? Uh, when this did episode? this come out? This episode. Uh, when will this be coming out, do you think? Probably in January. Probably in January, yeah. So we're always like a month behind on them. But anyway, it's Christmas. Woo! Woo! People, uh, I think, have listened to this podcast for a while and realized that we don't do it. Yeah. Completely it's, live. It's, it's not the day of, you know. We could always cut it out, you know, around it. Maybe. Just in case, um, until, unless, you know, something terrible happens. Unless Christmas, Christmas doesn't happen this year? Yeah, you know. That would be funny. Mm. How was your uh, weekend? My weekend? Um, what did I do this weekend? Did you move a house yet? No, I haven't moved in the Canvary yet. Oh. Um, Are you doing that before Christmas? I should be doing that before Christmas, yes. Okay. I think so. Yeah. But what did I do this weekend? That's a fucking great question. Well, nothing eventful, <laughs> since I can't remember it. So. <laughs> yeah, what, what, what did we do? We got the Christmas tree. Uh, Canvary GEA were very good to supply it. Oh, nice. And then we went out to Campbell's out in Hedford on Sunday. To what now? Campbell's. Campbell's. Were you ever in that pub? No, I've never been there. It's like a famous music pub, apparently. In Hedford? It's between Galway and Hedford. Okay. And it's just there inside the room. Savage. Yeah. Oh, we just there for... My sister got engaged. Oh, okay. They lived like five minutes away from it. And there was like All this right. choir playing for Cope. A choir for Cope. Yeah, so they're just like raising for charity and stuff. Okay, cool. So all the lads from... Do you know the, the Wild Aways? No. Do you ever hear them? Nope. Uh, they're kind of a bit of a band okay but uh, yeah they're they're kind of instrumental in it so they were just like instrumental in, in getting the choir there instrumental well one of them was playing instrumental but uh, one of them was like you know she she teaches the choir every okay. every, every Monday and who is that was like, oh, one of the wide ways I don't know <laughs> I, don't, I met her and shook her hand I can't remember okay. what her name is now well, hey well but, hey um, that's how it goes yeah but my 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 sister's Marion the brother of one of the lads in the band. So oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. So they were all like, oh, come down. And they lit the Christmas tree and all that crack. I'm sure that was about it. Like, really? You know? Yeah, that's that great. Was, that was the, the out of it. But today we are uh, joined by Kate O'Malley, uh, radio DJ, uh, producer, presenter, and a few things in between as well, I'm sure. Yeah, I was waiting to see what my uh, introductory title would be. Yeah. So yeah, I prove that. <laughs> oh, great, I, I, delighted. I usually ask people before that, but uh, we just ended up chatting. So Wing that, it. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh. that, that does about cover it, though, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, good, okay, good. Uh, Is there anything that it doesn't cover? Um, oh, Jesus. General Chancer. Yeah. No. <laughs> I, I feel like Jacqueline of all trades is probably... Okay, that's a great one. Probably close enough. Um, you just joined us from um, On The Move, you're the show that you present on uh, Galway Bay FM. So you're just literally out of that chair and into this chair. Yeah, yeah, I am. I came out directly after the show and I looked up 
this will tell you go away traffic right i looked up how long it was going to take me here on google maps during i think between maybe four and five and it was like 55 minutes i was like sugar i'm going to be late and there was a yellow warning as well so i was like sugar i'm going to be really late that's what i messaged you and i was like so i'll see you when i see you yeah yeah and then literally as i came out at seven all the traffic is gone and it was like 35 minutes i was like okay so hope you have dinner on for me (laughs) oh that's I how it goes though she was like she always has to drive in for for the train and stuff she was like oh she'll be here in 25 minutes she's like which yeah <laughs> you just never know what go traffic you really yeah. don't yeah it's kind of handy for you because you're the three to seven slot is that correct yeah so i do three to seven and then we've an extended news bulletin at five mm-hmm. so that goes on from five to half five so i kind of have a little tea break there yeah um so it's grand it's a long show though to be honest like yeah. the last hour of the show i'm kind of like Ah, okay. We're st- still here, still, still talking. Yeah. So this, like, an hour podcast. I'm like, yeah. yeah. Perfect. Yeah. I meant to ask you because uh, you were down at um, other voices at the weekend. Yeah. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah, I was. I was at other voices. Um, we. I went last year for the first time, which yeah. I'm so embarrassed by because I'm from Kerry and it's. Oh, in, are you from Kerry? Yeah, I'm from Tralee. Oh, okay. So and other I'm, voices is what? It's an event that takes place in Kerry. So other voices is um, a music event that takes place the first weekend of December every year, and it was set up by Philip King, who okay. has a production company, Southwind Blows. But you might know him from RTE Radio One. He does a, a real late evening show called Southwind Blows. I think it's on Saturday and Sunday night. Okay. But his whole thing is. And we're joining you now from the most westerly point in Europe because oh. it's from, he, he records it in Kerry. Okay, yeah. Um, but anyway, I digress. He set up this music festival and it's very much um, like emerging Irish artists. And okay. then they have a church in Dingle called St. James's, James's Church and they film a TV series there. So other mm-hmm. voices, the TV series will be on probably early enough in the new year. Okay, but yeah. As well as the bit, because the church has a capacity of, I'd say, probably 75 people at a squeeze. Mm-hmm. So a limited amount of people go in there, but a whole thing has like evolved around it. So they have the um, Dingle Distillery Music Trail, which is Ooh. in all, yeah, all, get the branding in. <laughs> all the different pubs sign up to be on the music trails. So they yeah. have loads of different live music. And um, then as well as that, they have Cogger, which is like kind of art, as in like, physical art and installations and then they have um in the church in the 75 no in in dingle in the town the entire it takes over the entire town basically absolutely yeah it just gets mobbed and like when because we were there last night which was sunday night and when you saw the crowd of people lepping around the place on a sunday night in dingle it's incredible for the town like obviously dingle is very much like a distilled version of galway like they have a different festival every day of the week and it's very much the same buzz but other voices is really special and it draws a really musicy crowd so it's quite nice yeah. um they last night in the church they had Kate tempest was there mick flannery was there cmat was there and oh no way yeah so they they do get the big names like previously as in for though for though amy winehouse would have performed in the church okay so yeah. they get huge yeah. artists as well as like artists you might never heard of like we went we were lucky enough to get tickets to the church last night and we went to see a band called the joy so it was five like acapella singers from south africa yeah and they were incredible. Like they were, they were totally not accompanied, but their voices were so. I sound really like artsy. Ethereal. <laughs> yeah, their voices were so incredible. Like they didn't need any instrumentation. They were bloody brilliant. And prior to that, I'd never heard of them. Yeah, so, yeah. And, and they're called the what again? The Joy. The Joy. And yeah. is it sort of the st- like stylistically? Does it resemble like um, what's that crowd who sang with 
Paul Simon. I think they were yes, South African, yeah, weren't they? That's exactly what Dad said, and I can't think what the name of them is. But Black he, Mama Mambi- something yeah. like that. Mambizo. Black, yes. Oh, I forget. African that. gospel kind of. Yeah, yeah I hope. I hope that's the name. I hope something like that is the name because I really could be messing up there. But um, yeah. So it's that kind of sound. Exactly yeah. Exactly the same ding dong. Um, they're from South Africa, and the lady who books other voices had seen them and was like, "Okay, we need to get you over." And it was just so funny because they were just so. Fab, like fabulous singers they were singing in I'm embarrassed to say I don't know what language but it wasn't English and it yeah. was just like if you think of you know the bit in The Lion King where they hold Simba up and they yeah. have all those yeah. beautiful harmonies like it was like 10 million times even more gorgeous than that so it was fab that's great Um. so yeah and then, <laughs> then just for contrast so just to prove that we're really normal people we just went to like a rave with Annie Mac she was like the secret performer in one of the yards so myself and my dad packed off to that and finished the night with nice. Annie Mac which is okay. class with who? Yeah, Annie Mac. Um, she used to DJ on BBC Radio One in the UK. Oh, okay, and cool. Now, well, she finished DJing on Radio One, so now she just DJs, as in Wicca Wicca DJs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but she's brilliant. She's really, really good. And mm-hmm. um, she she's has, Irish as well. Isn't yeah, she, yeah, she is Irish. Yeah, yeah. And she has a podcast, Changes. That's her own podcast. It's very good. And she has one with um, Nick Grimshaw as well, who would be mm-hmm. BBC Radio One alum as well. Um. So yeah, I I had not seen her at so many festivals that when she popped up I was like okay well we have to go to this so it was gas crack and that was Sunday night yeah so that was one of the questions I wanted to ask you let me take you through my day yeah (laughs) is it hard to to stay on so like you had a big weekend and you have to be on air what's called by three o'clock is it hard to get yourself geared up and you know oh yeah landing yeah 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 yeah. 100 percent. it's it's tricky like because at the end of the day it's a four-hour performance yeah because i don't go around the house being like coming up next after this ad break like Mm -hmm. that's not really what's doing what's happening yeah trending topics today i don't i don't go around giving bulletins all day do you know what i mean so it is kind of there is a performance element to it so some days you're just like oh god i really just I don't have it in the tank and there those shows are hard but you just like it's funny because some jobs you can kind of hide if you're not really feeling it you can just pop on the headphones and you're like look I'm just doing emails for the evening or whatever yeah, yeah. but with this you kind of can't but then really randomly something can happen that will just totally like pick up the buzz again like whether it's Joe if we were if everyone in the office was making like a funny reel for Instagram that we have a bit of crack filming it yeah. or if someone texts you in something stupid or if someone sends you a funny video like the listeners are great in fairness they be sending in stupid stuff all the time but you <laughs> yeah. know and you, lo- you like you love to get it you love to be in the middle of a show where you're just like oh and then something funny comes in and you're like yes lads let's go do you know that kind of way yeah, um, yeah it gives you the kind of sauce you know yeah, a hundred percent. And like today, today it was a video of my fault. Fo- so friends of mine that we met down at other voices, and um, Daz, he has a child of Prague on a telescopic stick, as like a rave stick. Kind of course, of thing. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So what got me through today was rewatching a video of my father dancing with the child of Prague stick <laughs> at a rave last night at about one o'clock in the morning so I was like oh, look at him go and I was like come on just it's just a four hour rate. you're just talking to the mic for four hours yeah, I, got a, over it. I got a child of Prague in the back of the car right now actually have you? yeah well I, I was starting a band called the children of Prague but um, oh that the, the name has changed since Is that was that your original name? well yeah the original name was the Poshies well don't, no I was a separate band don't have to describe what that is yeah. but there was a, that was a separate band and then I was thinking of the children of Prague would be a great name for a band and That's so we were going to start doing something that didn't really work out 
Why? And well, um, the merch has already designed itself. You would just basically, get a stylized yeah. Child of Prague on t-shirts. Like, come yeah. on. I'm well, feeling the Child of Prague is going to be different to what I have a million different projects like in my head, but I think that the main focus is going to be the, the new one, which I won't say the name just yet, just just in case. But Child of Prague will be more releasing like like phone versions of field recordings and just kind of more lo-fi kind of weird stuff, you know? <laughs> but it is, it's a, it's a fucking strange old band, but I got a bunch of friends who we just get together and when we have a few pints, we have all our instruments out and we'll just sort of start making up songs on the spot. So I think that's more Child of Prague style thing. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> it's fun. And then the other main project will be more developed songs and like proper band stuff, you know? Yeah. I'd love to, like... For someone who's surrounded by music so much and surrounded by creativity, like I'm shocking, like I definitely am creative. I just haven't found my way to get it out there, if that makes sense. But I'd love to be able to sit around with my pals and be like, okay, Brendan, on the kick drum, let's yeah. go and like write a song. <laughs> that would be yeah. unreal. Are you, I, I'm musically challenged. I could never, ah. I, I tried over the years, could never learn a Tin whistle, no, oh, nothing. Nothing. The, at, the, at the end of like sixth class, they used to play like Twinkle Twinkle or something at the end so me and my neighbour could play along. Oh. And no, none of us... Inclusive we, education, guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were like, all right, at the end now. And we're like, we all, we'll join in now. Yeah. And we were the two lads from over the hill from not that parish to went to that school. So yeah. funny though. And I was just like, Christ. <laughs> it is. But um, you seem to have been like double jobbing it like a lot over the years because you were like just go back a bit you you did a bachelor of arts in ul is that right for four years and then you were kind of um working for international studies as well at the same time <laughs> yeah so i um i did law plus in ul so i did law and french which was grand it's fine but i thought when i signed up to it that i was going to be like ali mcbeal like out there <laughs> mm-hmm. you know like <laughs> making whaling illegal and overturning grave injustices but actually being a lawyer in Ireland is a lot of like conveyancing and signing land over from one farmer to another and this kind of stuff so I was like "Mm, maybe it's actually not a good fit for me but at that stage I was committed and I loved being in UL I loved the crack of being in UL I loved Limerick and I didn't really know if I had had a strong sense of something that I wanted to do more maybe it would have been the push I needed to be like actually law is not for me after one year as opposed to after four years yeah. but anyway and dad and I were joking about this last night because I bumped into a fellow I hadn't seen since, co- since college and he was like geez you're, you're really flying at that old law degree though and I was like yeah ixnay <laughs> so I just said to dad I was like you know that's a great investment like thank you for doing that but um, but after that I took a year out and I was working and then I that's how I moved up to Galway so I did a master's in yeah. NUIG in Irish studies which again lovely lovely course but yeah. not necessarily like from an employability perspective I feel like slightly got sold a pop there they were like oh you can do whatever you want but actually you can't <laughs> so that was fine uh, Irish studies what does that entail? Um, so it was like very broad so there was like Irish, an Irish language element but it was more like a translation class okay. um, and there was 10 of us in the class and three were um, foreign students I don't know what's, what do we like visiting students yeah. so yeah. they didn't have any Irish so it, it didn't make sense to split a class of 10 so they had to kind of cater for everyone yeah. whereas I would have had quite strong Irish so that was a bit okay. like um, and this is where the double double stuff comes in straight away I started doing um, a diploma in Irish at the same time as my master's because you're the way you can do that in anyone or well now University of Galway yeah. it's like way cheaper um, so I started doing that and that was grand but as well as like the Irish language there was like Irish history 
Irish literature in Irish and Irish literature in English and what was it there was another kind of thing it was like an interdisciplinary module which was kind of a catch-all for if they wanted to talk to us about something oh, okay they were just kind of lamp it in there yeah. and actually they, they were really really interesting it would be a great course if you were 65 had just taken retirement and you had an interest in yeah Irish Ireland culture and, and being and Irish <laughs> yeah. yeah fascinating highly recommend as someone who's 22 looking to get a job yeah. not so much but anyway look we got through it um, but after that, then I started working for a study abroad company that were based in the university, but it's actually an American company. So basically they would send over the American students for six months or a year or whatever. And I would just be like mother hen. So I'd have Americans swinging out of me for weeks on end, yeah. <laughs> which is great crack. But Genie Max Almighty, they're demanding race. Oh, like they, they absolutely are. <gasps> Lavin's half American now, so. Yeah, no, I don't, mean, don't no, I don't, I don't give a fuck. You, you probably know better than I do. Like, they just standards are quite... Like, it's interesting. They drink more there than we drink here. That's for sure. Yeah. At least the people that I know over there, you know. They're funny little things, like, because I suppose the culture shock, if you're coming from America to here, kind of catches you unawares. And I literally have one girl one day, she was crying because the cups in Starbucks were not the same size as the cups over there. Really? But that was only... Oh, she was just homesick, and this was just the thing that, set her, that set her off. But I was like if you just zoom out for a second like what are we doing here and I was yeah. like they're there it's okay like a venti is still a venti like it's okay but it's not yeah it's not. so no but in fairness Joe had I had some great times and I think the one thing that job gave me was I got to go to so many cool tourist places in Ireland that mm-hmm. I never would have oh, gone because yeah. Yeah. I had to bring them places yeah. and find interesting stuff for them to do so in terms of like it was funny on the radio show the last day I did the show live from the West End last Friday for the turning on the Christmas lights and two of the lads came in from Womp events to do the big fat Galway quiz kind of a thing and I didn't bother telling them this but sure obviously I know Galway inside out because I have to do walking tours with students so they were like how many families is there in Galway and I was like easy 14 and they were like which family is not one of the 14 and I was like duh green like smashing it (laughs) they were kind of like this wasn't like you were supposed to be really bad at this and I was like lol (laughs) I don't. I don't know all of them. Skerritt was one. They gave me four choices, and one of them wasn't it. So they were like brown, uh, green, and f- f- French, and maybe Skerritt as well. I, was like, f- 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 I just know from the roundabouts because I, you know, the Burgos. I know that from the. Is, it, yeah, is that one of them? Is it? Yeah. This okay. So and this was one of the things. The Lynches maybe. Recently, you know, Lynch's is I think. Okay. Um, this came up recently enough about everyone just thinks the Burgos is a strip club. Do they? Really? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because someone asked me, they were like, have you ever been in there? And I was like, yes, but I was very reluctant to go in there because I thought it was a strip club. Because yeah. it just has a... It looks like one. I suppose, Does it yeah. look like yeah. a strip club? Yeah, it's downstairs, kind of basement-like vibes, but it it's, couldn't be further from a strip Is club. Is it yeah. like a big guards hangout? Yes, because the guards own the building. Seem- Do now, uh, this is just the urban legend thing. But then there was a the thing that the... I don't know the vents in De Burgos or something or the smoking area that you yeah. can hear every word upstairs they were like never confess <laughs> to a crime in De Burgos I was like okay I'll bear that in mind yeah, if I commit they're a crime definitely... I will remember not to go to De Burgos <laughs> yeah, yeah, and talk yeah. about they're it with a stranger in the smoking area listening to, the, listen to the smokers downstairs that's where they're getting all their leads yeah I was like that's Random, yeah, it was okay. always the thing like, oh, go to the Burgos because there'll be late opening because it's owned by the guards, so it doesn't matter. Uh, I, but that, I can't, like this, I can't really remember like the last time I was in there, probably like when I was 18 or 19, years and years ago, you know? Yeah. It's a nice little bar. I was in there actually recently enough because a, a pal of mine from work, Dylan, he's an unbelievable musician and they'd organised um, an evening. So he was playing and 
um, a couple of his pals so we just and I had only just started working at Galway BFM so obviously he was trying to schmooze all my colleagues yes. so of course I went along to Dylan's gig yeah. I was like yo Dylan amazing <laughs> but he is he's brilliant Um, they were his he plays with Dara O'D and they supported the Saw Doctors in oh what's that theatre in London is it the the Odeon no I think it begins with A Academy no I might think of it but anyway they were there last week that's going to annoy me now. I've I seen it. something about them being over there last week Where online. Saw doctors were last week yeah. anyway. Dylan was there opening up for them. But he's, he's That's fantastic. Great. Yeah, it's unreal. Especially for a young band. And they supported them at the gig in Tomb and they were in the big top with them as well. So he's just had like a... She's their flying us. Yeah, yeah. summer of pinch me moments. Oh, what's, oh, his ba- what's the name of his band? Um, so he's playing with Dara O'Dea and the Delicate Dogs, but his musician handle on Instagram is Kono, K-O-N-N-O Music. Okay, Ooh. great. Well, we'll definitely look at that. Plug in there. Yeah, yeah he's brilliant, right. in fairness. So um, you did kind of broadcasting then in GTI, like a one-year thing? Yeah, I did. Um, GTI, I'm obsessed with GTI. Um, I think they're brilliant for doing like a four GTI is what now? Is Galway Technical Institute. It's there on Father Griffin Road. Do you okay, yes. Go out to Salt Hill. It's on the left-hand side. They do loads of night courses and they do them um, like on a rolling basis. So okay. they'll do ones from September to Christmas and then they'll do kind of Christmas to Easter and then they'll do Easter to summer or whatever. Okay. But I love doing night courses because, and I've done loads of them. Like when I first moved up, I did creative writing in there, which mm-hmm. was class because... Yeah. Again, with the retired people, I just keep, keep picking courses that are like appealing to retired people. But there was all these old retired Galway heads telling these unbelievable Galway stories. So yeah. I was like, this is fascinating. Yeah. Um, did that and did a couple of other ones. But anyway, radio was the one that stuck. Did that with Gary Kelly, who used to work in Galway Bay FM. Um, and just kind of really liked it. Like I always had an interest, like we've always been a radio house. So I always had an interest in radio. But our career guidance teacher in school was the biggest dickhead of all time um, so and didn't like the radio not even going to mince words shout, here. shout out to him yeah no he's oh it, it's like acknowledged that he was like the worst career guidance teacher ever because unless you wanted to do like medicine in Cork or engineering he just like didn't want to know about it oh, so right. I didn't really have a strong draw for open minded individual yeah very much not but anyway look that's his own that's his issue but um, he kind of didn't really have the scope to for anyone that wanted to do anything any bit left of field, he just didn't have it in the tank to give you any kind of advice other than, would you not consider nursing? Like, no. <laughs> like, does, I'm fundamentally, I'm not It doesn't really sound like a career guidance counsellor. No, he was a knob. Anyway, <laughs> this could get live. He probably landed in that job by accident, you know? Yeah, no, he was just, oh, he's just such a My career work. guidance went to be, oh, I think he'd be great at studying languages. I'm fucking terrible at languages. Like did, he say, did he pull that out of his arse? Did he just yeah, say it on I, nowhere? I lived in Spain for nearly two years. Don't have a note of Spanish in my head now. Yeah. My career guidance counselor used to pull me out of class and just talk conspiracy theories to me, (laughs) which was fantastic because I didn't have to do any work, you know. Yeah. That sounds like you got the best one. Yeah, he was brilliant. And it's not like I, you know, it's not like I was like engaging with them in any meaningful sense. It was just I don't have to do any work right now. I will listen to you all fucking day. Perfect. Yeah, it sounds like you did get the short end of the stick there, you know. Very much so. He was just a disaster. But, but now you're on radio. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, mm. <laughs> I made it. <laughs> but no, it's it's funny. Like, cause, but I think a lot of people as well, like, fall into radio kind of sideways or they do something else and then they end up in radio. So it's not, I don't know that. Like crash their car. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know that having, say, a degree in broadcasting or whatever, like, it's probably useful. And now it's probably more useful because you learn 
like media law and say the like social media side of it so maybe that's kind of cool but I feel like that's stuff you can you can pick up do you mm-hmm. know what I mean um, I think the most important thing for getting into radio is actually listening to radio oh yeah I can, so you, I can see that so who was your so listening to radio say you're coming from a radio house did you have any like radio role models or anything like oh that oh my god yeah sure the golden who? age of radio like Rick O'Shea uh, Ruth Scott in the afternoon when Tupperty was on 2FM in the morning mm-hmm. with the holy moly mugs like that was class radio absolutely unbelievable Um. And then, like, even, like, I remember as far back as, say, we were going up to my granddad's house, and he'd always have Sunday Miscellany on Radio 1 in the morning. And if we were watching the GA, the telly'd be on mute, and the radio oh, commentary yeah. would be on. Oh, wow. Like, yeah, yeah. That's, that was always. And then, like, <laughs> the Weishi Fogarty as well, you might know him. He's he's a, used to be a presenter on Radio Kerry. He's now deceased, but... Like his commentary didn't even pretend to not be biased. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, was, yeah, yeah. And that's like I love local radio for Just, for county commentary. Yeah, that's is that's brilliant. Unparalleled. Like Jesus Christ. Yeah. Jesus He's Christ. Like, they've done it. Yeah, yeah, it's insane. But that's that's kind of like the radio was always on in our house, and even like driving into school, like Dad would have listened to FM breakfast radio, mm-hmm. like Fado Fado when we when he was dropping us into school and stuff. So yeah, we always kind of had the radio on and then I'd have it on in the evenings and then Spin Southwest like started up and I was like, oh my God, this is class. It's like young people, they're cool. Everything is pink. This is unreal. That's based in Limerick, isn't it? That's based in Limerick, yeah. yeah. And they're twinned with Spin 1038 in Dublin, but now they've kind of, like some of the shows are networked, so the same show airs in both Both places. Jurisdictions. Um, Which is grand. But I think like, that was one of the, the biggest pinch me things is when Spin South Rest rang and they were like, hey, we want to give you a show. I was like, what? Oh, oh my God. Nice. Because that was like, you know when you're like an impressionable teenager, that was the radio I was listening to yeah, and I was yeah. like, I yeah. to work there. <laughs> like I was absolutely made up. And like my first, the first shift that I worked in Spin was like, was it St. Stephen's evening or something from like 7 to 11 or something horrible like that? Because that's how it happens. That's why you start out doing all this shit, shit yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah. But I was like, thought I was like, I was like, I've arrived. Like, Wait, what time was the shit shift? Eight to <laughs> From like 7pm to 11pm or something on St. Stephen's night. Oh, Jesus. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely horrific. <laughs> like, no offense, no one's just to be out. No one's listening. Everyone's out. And I had to let myself in and let myself out. And I was like, Jesus, if anything goes wrong here, I'm fully on my own. Like, this yeah. is not great. Well, but, at least no one's listening. Yeah, exactly. Look, we just, I'm sure, I, don't, I probably made a hames of it, but sure, whatever. Do you know yeah, what I mean? You just kind of have to... No one's going to know. Yeah, nobody's going to know. It's fine. But, like, you didn't jump from GTI to that. You, you had a few years in Flirt FM. How did they know to approach you to, yeah, to offer so you the show then? I, when I started in... NUI Galway now University of Galway um, the yeah I started volunteering in Flirt and in fairness Paula's class and that was such a good experience in terms of just figuring it out yeah. and mm-hmm. Flirt FM is great because you can figure it out as you go and if you want to play an hour and a half with Johnny Logan it's kind of fine yeah, yeah. <laughs> they kind of kind of like things yeah. you can just kind of play what you want there yeah, I suppose exactly. yeah exactly it's very it's very loose and actually when I moved from say Flight FM to commercial radio I was like whoa <laughs> these are not alike it was totally okay. different animal in terms of uh, I can of, imagine yeah like songs are playlisted so you don't have as much leeway leeway with playing whatever you want everything is timed like you have to hit your news bang on the hour uh-huh. yeah you have ads to play and ads are a certain amount of minutes and you have to fit everything in 
Like in Flirt If you have a playlist Of 25 songs And you only get to play three Because you're talking shit That's fine Yeah But in commercial radio That can't happen You Uh have to You have to keep it moving You have to keep It's a lot more Like restrictive You know when you mentioned uh, Johnny Logan I love him Let me just (laughs) Doing a degree Or whatever there You you mentioned broadcast law Is that what that that that, Is that um, broadcast law is basically that you can't just go on and like slander the daylights out of someone and just okay. make like untrue yeah. allegations. But it also comes into like I couldn't go on and tell you, like I say, just for example, Budweiser got onto me. Well, firstly, you can't talk about booze; it's very restricted when you can talk about booze. Wait, you can't talk about booze on about booze on radio. You can at certain times, but if your audience is Uh-oh. more children, you can't. So, for example, you can't mention alcohol before ten o'clock. On any station ever For te- uh, okay. Jeez wow Yeah okay. so it's all This kind of stuff that So we have to go on Flirt FM We're going on Flirt FM To do two hour show So we can't swear Yeah Carson's the big one Can't mention Pints Yeah Can't uh, mention pints No oh, like imagine, imagine not No You you kind of can After six But And like you can Like we We, we just won't mention Them too much I think it's the difference for community radio or like yeah, of course. whatever Flirt FM falls under but definitely for commercial like you can't mention spirits ever that's why you will never hear Smirnoff Vodka being advertised oh, on wow. a radio station oh. like you'll hear sometimes Central be like and we're doing I don't know Santa Rita wine is, an, is nine euro, a nine or a bottle nine yeah. euros a bottle but a you'll never hear them advertising like yeah yeah Gin or, or yeah like anything like that because they can't that's just one example but like if for example a company got on to me kind of on the QT and they were like here will you give us a big fat talk up there and we'll give you a car Marty Marcy no I'm just joking <laughs> but stuff like that is absolutely not allowed do you know yeah. it's kind of like covert advertising and then there's a, like you can only have max 10 minutes ads per hour and it's all this this kind of mm-hmm. real like fine tooth stuff and then if you say something that isn't true that someone takes offence to because they've changed the defamation laws here so it's not called slander anymore but it's, it, it gets into all that kind of stuff oh, media wow. law is so boring but so important of course yeah well at least you got a law degree to kind of <laughs> oh my god do you know what though absolutely none of that has been retained <laughs> beyond my exams like I was very lucky in that I had yeah. my book smart and I could just learn off essays so of I course, just go into yeah. my exam and go yeah. and it would be fine do you know what I mean but I haven't retained yeah. and I do you find the, the, the okay so the two different kinds of radio so now you're in go with BFM mm-hmm. and do you, like I, I assume that it is still equally as rewarding in, in certain aspects but oh yeah it's such a buzz it's funny like when I before I started working in radio obviously we listened to radio a lot at home but then when I started working in radio mom and dad were like you've ruined every radio program that we hold dear because I'd be like well that's what's happening there now and they're, they're actually doing this like, <laughs> it was like Joe and the Wizard of Oz where they lift up the curtain and yeah. it's just the little man like that's yeah. uh-huh. we all thought radio was like oh my god this such a coup and like anyway I won't spoil too much more of it for you, but yeah. it's definitely yeah no it is rewarding in fairness like the the listeners are class and it, it sounds so cheesy but it is such a privilege to be invited into people's lives every day which sounds really like Hallmark card stuff but it yeah. is do you know what I mean it's it's really nice when you think that someone at 3 o'clock is like oh Jesus your one's on Go Away FM let's turn it on yeah, there, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Or, and some people say oh that's your one turn it off do you know it's <laughs> kind of it's kind of 50-50 well hopefully not 50-50 but <laughs> no but it is a lot of crack and like if you hit something that listeners are really interested in and they start firing you in like Irish people are 
hilarious. And I firmly believe that every single Irish person has a red chair story. Do you know the red, red chair from Graham Norton? Yeah, yeah. Everyone uh, not has a red chair story. With it. Basically, at the end of the Graham Norton talk show, he just brings plebs on to tell a funny story or an interesting story or whatever. But the oh. chair is mounted on some kind of a spring. Oh, I so see. If he doesn't yeah, yeah. like them, he'll flip them out of the chair. Oh, basically. right. If they're not telling cool. the great story, like. But yeah. I feel like Irish people, everyone has a red chair story. They all have a good one, like. Yeah. So when you <laughs> when you do something on air that people wheel out their red chair stories for, you're like, yes, it's class. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but then some days you're just like talking to the void, and you're like. Hello, is anybody out there? Do, and that happens too. Do you have any like red chair radio stories that like, oh Christ, that went bad or? Um, or went great. Or went really well. Save that one there. <laughs> <laughs> do you know, it, no, not really. Actually, I'll tell you a funny one, right? The worst interview I ever did was with Ava Max, who does that Sweet But Psycho song. So I think she was doing promo for that or whatever. And she just didn't get the Irish humour at all. Like, I might have been the first Irish person to ever interview her. Okay. So I was just saying, like, geez, we're, we have a red, yellow, or a red weather warning here or whatever. And she was like, what? <laughs> I was like, oh, you know, the government, they, they kind of colour code the warnings. Like, when the weather gets really bad, you know, it's going to yeah. be really icy today. And she's like, okay. Like, why are you telling me this? Which... Like she, she was absolutely correct. Like why you're interviewing? Oh, get on with it. You know you yeah, should yeah, be yeah. chatting about the weather. But I think I was just waiting for her manager or something to either start recording or you know it was on a Zoom thing. So I was like, we were just kind of chit chatting or whatever, trying to get a yeah, rapport to with break her, though, the ice like, that yeah. was coming in the red weather. Yes. But she just didn't. She was like, oh my god, it was horrific. It was awful, awful, awful. But sure, I just had to edit it afterwards and be like, oh, so such a buzz to interview Emma Max here. I'd love to find the original file and just put it out and be like, she was absolutely. She just was having none of it. <laughs> and then she was talking about um, she had some whatever video she had out was there was loads of birds involved in it and I was like geez that's a really interesting video I'm terrified of birds I would never have managed to do that and she was like well I'm not afraid of birds I was like wow <laughs> that's evident because you you're like Brenda Fricker in Home Alone you've got about 800 pigeons I, like I get it do you know yeah. I was just trying to be like oh like tell me about your process of making oh god it just says I have second hand cringe even talking about it it's shite like yeah. but anyway look, they happened well hey it makes for a great story yeah exactly I'm like Ugh. Look, you Ava Max still get the last laugh. So look, anyway, <laughs> it is what it is, and they happen sometimes. You can't vibe with a hundred percent of people, yeah. And it's a very artificial place to be in, asking them all these questions that they've been asked a thousand times before, and then trying yeah. to think of a quirky game to play at the end because you need some little snippet that you can use for X, Y, and Z. So it does. I mean, for them, it must get so tedious. Like if they've got, if they have new music out that there's an obvious pun about, then everyone's gonna do that. Or, okay, do you know yeah. what I mean? So. I get it. Yeah. And as well, like, it, depending on what time of the day you interview them, you could be the 20th person to talk to them and they're just like, yeah, we wrote the song. And then we did a joke. It's yeah, kind yeah. of wearing for them as well. So mm-hmm. I get it. When did you start working for uh, Red Shoe Productions then? So um, I was, I was tipping away. So I was between Spin South West, which is in Limerick, and iRadio, which is in Athlone, and I was living in Galway. So I was here, there, and everywhere. So you're double job and you're doing yeah, both of them? Of- yeah. And I also had a, I still was with the Study Abroad company in the middle of the week. Because I don't know if any, like, I feel like Ryan. So when was the Spin South West job, uh, radio slot? Oh, I don't know. Year, I'm not good on years. It's pre COVID anyway, all this. But is, like your time okay. slot during. Oh, so. 
I radio I was on let me get this right now I think I was on 10 to 2 on Saturday morning and then Spin Southwest I was on maybe 11 to 2 or something like that so I was on Saturday morning and I radio on Sunday morning and Spin wow, cool. and then I was working in the middle of the week as well because there is no money in radio like radio presenters <laughs> are so badly paid and I feel like the whole Ryan Tupperty thing like everyone's like oh you're forward. probably on the Tupperty money as well and I'm like move the decimal point about five places to the left yeah. like absolutely not he, yeah you're paying the radio to be there yeah exactly <laughs> the radio and station like, what yeah so I feel like that kind of set everyone back because everyone's like sure you're loaded and you're like yeah truly I'm not let me just tell you that so when I started doing the weekend stuff um, I was still working full time in the middle of the week so I was working seven days a week for about a year and a half I'd say Jesus and then I was like okay I'm wow. going to make the jump and go freelance in radio because I was getting a bit of cover work of like that's how it starts you start at weekends then you start getting a bit of cover in evenings and then they gradually move you up to seven to seven is kind of like prime time or whatever yeah. so you kind of have to work your way up to that because you don't just go in and straight away they're like here do a breakfast show yeah yeah um, so I was kind of consistently getting more and more cover and I was like, okay, this makes perfect sense. I'm just going to go freelance. Everything's going to be hunky-dory. I'm kind of divvying my time between iRadio and Spin. So I had options in both places. So I was actually really, really busy. Um, and then, oh yeah, then COVID happened. Yeah. <laughs> ah, that old chestnut. Yeah, so COVID, <laughs> I was doing that for about a year and everything was kind of fine. Well, I'd say I was doing it for probably, yeah, March to March. So I was fairly busy and booked and busy and then COVID happened and because no one could take well people could take annual leave they just couldn't do anything so no one yeah. was so the cover work absolutely shriveled up then there was a thing of people were broadcasting from home so people weren't really being allowed into the station if you weren't like they were prioritising their midweek presenters so they didn't really want people in and out of the weekend so it was kind of there's a lot of pressure to either do your show from home or they were trying to just double up on stuff so they would less people in and out of the building so that all shriveled up and I was like oh shit I've really made a grave error yeah, here what am yeah. I going to do and because I was freelancing I wasn't yeah, I didn't no get cover, any COVID yeah. payments so I was like oh, double shit like I, did it, did it, so there was nothing provided for people in your situation at all no because I still had what I was contracted so I was contracted to do one show on Saturday and one show on Sunday and I still had those so I my hours technically didn't oh. because it didn't say the contracts didn't account for cover work do you know yeah. what I mean mm -hmm. so I just really was between a rock and a hard place and I was like oh god yeah. <laughs> this is really unpleasant um, but then anyway look COVID kind of happened and everyone just got the head down and got through it the only advantage of working in media was it was uh, one of the special industries where we could still go to work and it was funny because oh, when, yeah. when I was so when my granddad passed away there's a like the family home is in Charleville and Spins Out West is in Limerick so I was staying down there a little bit because our apartment to go is quite small so the, uh, the run of the house in Charleville which was fine yeah. um, and I used to meet the same guard at the same checkpoint in the same place on the road and I'd show her my letter and she'd be like oh be sure now you give me a shout out on the radio and I was just thinking in my own head I was like 10 spin hits is not an essential service like <laughs> I shouldn't be on the road yeah. but anyway look I was delighted to get, get that letter but um, in the middle of all this then I was kind of applying for other jobs but obviously nothing was happening because we thought it was going to be two weeks then it was two months then it was two yeah, years and it just was chaos but an opportunity came up to start working with Red Shoe under kind of an internship scheme that was part funded by Uda Ross and TJ Cahar and Red Shoe. Um, so so your was, Irish did come in handy. And yeah, exactly. No, I was very lucky with that. Um, so I started working with them, but they were based down in Waterford. So I kind of 
I had two days of class a week. I can't even remember how long that went on for maybe like six months. Yeah. And then I just really clicked with um, the director of Red Shoe Productions. Like she's such a mad woman, but I love her so much. Um, Maggie. So after that, then she was like, hey, do you want to stay on? And I was like, yeah, obviously, because <laughs> you're going to pay me. That's great. So I kind of started working with them. Now, it was a bit of a drag because they were in Waterford. So if I had to go down, it was like, over three hours of a drive down and then back up so i was kind of i had to go down every say once every two weeks or once every month but then i kind of go down for a few days doing that and just stay down there and Mm -hmm. just get it all out of the way um but no it was like top class experience such an unreal company and for someone who'd never worked in telly before i like was so so green about tv um it was a brilliant experience and the fact that I had the classes as well was like quite nice because we learned like different things um, but I just kind of took to it I'm naturally quite an organised person um, so I just suited a role of like a production role quite well because yeah. a lot of that is booking and checking and do you know that kind of thing of so it's a lot of logistics um, which I was quite good at so yeah I got on great there um, you, you seem to have a, um, an amazing ability to juggle a lot of projects yeah. at the same time <laughs> I, yeah the, can you juggle no I can't actually <laughs> juggle just metaphorically um, yeah I do and I think it's it's such a thing like media is such a small little industry and there's no way that you can just do one, one thing because you're leaving yourself so exposed there that, mm-hmm. and I think the the legacy the whole COVID thing is that I'm like one job is never enough because <laughs> at any moment the rug could be pulled yeah. and you will be out in your arse and what are you going to do then do you know what I mean um, so yeah no I've always had loads of stuff on the go and I quite like I quite like it because it gives me a bit of variety like if I I think I would crack up it was funny like cause, well funny slash ironic my show now on Go Away is called On The Move but I actually have to be in the studio every day whereas when I was working for Red Shoe I was actually on the <laughs> move yeah. but it was called Red Shoe do you know that kind of way yeah. so that was the biggest change having to go into an office and see the same people every day I was like why are you ugh, why are you in this office like <laughs> Ronan especially because Ronan and I share an office and I just come in and I'm like why are you here again and he's like I, it's my office as well I'm like oh, fine <laughs> do you know but yeah no I always have loads of stuff on the go but I quite like it yeah so with Red Shoe like you've done stuff for like TG Cahar and Sky and RTE mm-hmm. um, and you've been doing that you were with them for like you have been with, with them for like two years yeah I kind of I still do their social media yeah Um, and actually like leaving Red Shoe was like the hardest thing ever I was like really didn't want to but Goy Bay FM had approached me and offered me the show or whatever and I was like god like getting a getting a phone call for a primetime radio show doesn't happen all that often yeah and I was like you keep saying that you want to be a radio like if someone had asked me what do you want to be I would have said a radio presenter and I had gotten two two calls previously about like radio work and I had said no to both of them and I kind of when the call came from Galway FM I was like how can you say that you want to be a radio presenter if you're going to like turn it down again so I kind of just had like an existential moment and actually I was in Dingle filming (laughs) the call came so I was like pulled in the side of the road and I was like okay okay I'll tell you that was the longest drive back to Galway ever from Dingle because it's a long drive anyway but oh it is like, what if I do this and what if I do that and can I can I can I can I because while I was so when I was working on iRadio and um, the lady that does the breakfast show Una she was gone off on maternity leave to have her baby twins and um, so I was covering her mat leave with Cooper and 
because I knew it was a mat leave and it had there's like obviously those come to an end because they come back um, so I knew Una would be back at some stage I'm still working in Red Shoe in the evening so I used to get up at 5 o'clock in the morning hit the road to Athlone do the show from what was it 7 to 10 then I'd do a couple of hours work after the show then I'd drive back to Galway and then I'd do like 2 to 6 yeah. for Red Shoe so I did that for nine months and nearly had a nervous breakdown. Oh, <laughs> and at that point, I was like, maybe we need to just cut down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, like, Joe, in, in the worst way possible, uh, then I was like, totally proved right. Because Una did come back from mat leave and I would have been back out in my arse. Mm-hmm. Only for the fact that I kind of kept red shoe on it. And I was like, now, clever girl, even though you were absolutely at your wit's end, you were right. So, yeah, it was. But do you know what? Red shoe was just their gas crack. It, a lot of it, obviously, it was really hard work, but like, you'd have so much fun on shoots and do you know you kind of yeah. it, it kind of carries you along and how did you move into then because you, you you presented a TV show for the first time um, that was Pester Power pure and simple because I was on like, your well, behalf or someone else's behalf <laughs> on my part because yeah. we were we were pitching different stuff and was um, that with Red Shoe or was yeah it, that yeah. was with Red Shoe so we were pitching this TV program and they were kind of talking about different presenters and I was like well I'm booking everything I will have to write the scripts. I have to do the research. So I was like, how about, now this is a radical idea, I know, but why don't I do the show? So uh, we had a bit of pushing and pulling then with just to get it over the line and get everything approved. And then it happened. Because you have experience. You have a shitload of experience. Yeah. This was not on screen maybe, but... Uh, yeah, presenting. definitely not on screen, but um, had had kind of done a couple of bits of TG Cahir on their socials and stuff like that. So, and had been around the back end of telly enough that I wasn't like a deer in the headlights do you know what I mean yeah, yeah. Um, but definitely this type of program was completely different than anything we'd done so I wish I could go back and do it all again because I would have like prepped differently mm-hmm. which is like but I feel like you'd always have that after something yeah. anyway do you know what I mean you always kind of look back and you're like oh god I wish I had had this ready or whatever yeah. Um, but no it was a class experience and definitely very like one of the most horrible things in the world is having to listen back to yourself. I, you probably have it when you're editing the podcast. You're like, God almighty, do I sound like that? But like <laughs> watching yourself is like that, but times 10. Oh, yeah. I'm like, why, oh, yeah. why, why am I doing that with my hands? Like, why is it just there dangling at my side? It's so awkward. So, yeah. No, it was horrible to watch back, but it was a class experience. Yeah. And that was for the Day and Night Festival. Yeah. So, um I don't know if it's day or night and night and day or night and day and day and night. Um, I always get the night and day. Sorry. Yeah. Night no, you're day. fine. It, yeah, night or that day. Was, that was a new festival as well. So night, and kinda, night and day. Night and day. Night and day. I'm pretty sure. What is it? Night no, and Kid, day. Okay, here's how we night. remember it. The day day and night is Kid Cody's song, so it's night and day festival. <laughs> night and day. Okay. Not night or day. Day or night. <laughs> okay. Night and day. Okay. Got it. Um, but no, it was a new a new festival that they set up, and it was a rip roaring success. Like it was really really good. Um, and yeah, it was great to great to get in there and kind of ground level and get to do that. Do you know how yeah. long did it last for? Um, it's still going. So they've just announced the lineup for next year. Now I can't remember anyone that's on it, but um, where is it, it on? It's so the first year it was on in oh, Clon Clonellis House in County Roscommon. Then it was on in Lockheed Forest Park last uh, year, and yeah. I think it's in Lockheed again this year. Okay. So they kind of went down the the first year they didn't, but the second year they kind of went down the Wild Roots kind of route where they have like activities as well. Because obviously Lockheed Forest Park has yeah. zip lining and kayaking and that kind of stuff. So it's part of, of the world actually. I drove past it there the last day. Yeah. Yeah. I've never been zip lining, and I don't know if I would be terrified or. Uh, you'll be okay. Like it's it. fun. Yeah, you'll be fine. 
Yeah. yeah, I'd be afraid I'd get to the top and then like Joe be like getting to the top of Black Rock Diamond have, Tower and you're like Do you have like a fear of heights at all? I don't think so, but I could. You'd be grand. I'm could I undiscovered. I don't have a fear of heights. Uh, do I uh, maybe I went zip line and it was fine. Yeah. It's also not that great. <laughs> it's kinda Aww. like it's kinda like yeah, all right. I didn't think I had a fear of heights and then we went for like dinner on the top of a skyscraper and <gasps> fucking bang, uh, Bangkok. In Bangkok. Or Bangkok, yeah. And I was literally like this. Like the, the sheer, it was like 26 floors down, like here. Yeah. And I was yeah. just like here eating my dinner the whole time. Yeah. And it was just like, oh. I always just have this fear that I'm just like, just going to jump over to the edge. Do like, I'm not going to. The call of the void. That's what they call that. Do they? Yeah. That's the, yeah, that's what that's called. It's that on, it's like just that slight thing in your head where you just go, just yeah. like it's your head in your head, it says, do it. But yeah. like, just for a split second. Yeah. Like, even in the hotel we were staying, we were like 12 stories up and I was just like geez but I could just you know if I wanted I could just like run out the window and yeah. jump, oh, o- jump yeah. over the bank do, 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 do you ever go on those places where it's like you're, you're up like really high and it juts out and there's like a big circle of glass and you can look right down oh, right yeah. oh geez that's bad I don't like bridges <laughs> that I can see down through like I don't uh-huh. like a solid bridge but I don't like a bridge where I can see what yeah. I'm walking over but I'm like 100 feet mm-hmm. above don't wouldn't be a huge fan of that. Is your, you, you don't like flying, really, do you? I hate flying, yeah. And is that anything to do with being no, so high? It, or? No, it's it's to do with if shit does go wrong, there's nothing you can fucking nah. do about it. No. At least in not. a car, you could crawl out of the car. I mean, you're going to be fucked in the car anyway. I know, it's it's completely I illogical. Mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, like, it's out of your control completely. And, and I'm just like, in this plane with a bunch of other panicking people. Yeah. It's just like... <laughs> I, and then there's babies crying it's their last thing they'll ever do is cry in a plane oh, you know so all this shit yeah, goes through yeah. my head I'm flying next weekend <laughs> <laughs> well I hope it's a good flight <laughs> like rocking on my heels yeah I wouldn't be a huge fan of flying but I feel like it's a necessary thing to get to nice places so you just kind of have to suck yeah. up do you know Shane Gillis the comedian no he has this bit where you shouldn't ring your loved ones when you're about to die in a car, in a plane crash, you should ring someone you hate because you'll that it'll never be an issue ever again. So if you want to tell someone to go fuck themselves, <laughs> yeah. just as you're going down. Well, if you have enough time, you just do both. Yeah, <laughs> where are you flying to? And um, we're going over to Germany. So my okay. mom's sister lives in Germany, so we usually go over there for the Christmas markets and oh, nice. to bring them their Christmas bits. Oh, that's great. Um, so yeah, we're going to. Well, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not going to visit my relations. I'm just going to Heidelberg for the weekend. Okay. And mum and dad are going up to um, Liz's in Hamburg. So, yeah, it'll be quite nice. We we have been all over Germany. It's such a cool country. Um, so, yeah, we're quite lucky. Yeah, I don't... I, I was somewhere in the north. That's all I can remember. I don't remember where in Germany. Yeah. But um, I liked it. Long? Huh? You were there for long? A couple of days. I, I have no and memory. That's a lasting impression. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> somewhere in the north for a couple of days. Was it in your? And it was, like, yeah, it was cool. Or was huh? it like? Was it like two years uh, ago? Or no, it was when I was a kid. kid. Okay. Well, yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, that's fair enough. Fair. You're allowed that. But I remember just eating a really big schnitzel and being like, "This place is fantastic." I was old enough to drink a pint of beer. Okay. So I was probably like sixteen, 16. maybe. Yeah, gas. Yeah, Germany's but, class. I love it. Oh yeah, yeah. it's nice. People nice are country. nice. Um, so what's uh, what's your plan? What would you like to do going forward for 2024? Do you know what? I year, actually haven't had time to sit down and think about that because I am actually. That I'm, makes sense. You're always running around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I find though as well, like driving. If I am ever in the car for a long stint on my own, that's great thinking time. Yeah. Which can be a good or a bad thing because some days you'd be like, 
thinking yourself into oblivion and then other days you're very clear you're like okay well I need to think about this let's this is how we get there Um, I am quite good at setting out this is what I want to try and do for this year but I feel like I had so much upheaval in the year just gone as regards changing job mm-hmm. and getting settled into Galway FM and because when I was working for Red Shoe I would work from home so even just going back into an office space was like really I found very challenging because people make so much noise they're all trying to talk to you yeah. I'm just like stop please stop at me um, so I definitely found that that was like I was absolutely wrecked for the first probably two months because I was just like why do people just keep coming which was lovely because I was new in the office yeah, yeah, yeah. like looking back now I'm like you're so weird obviously they were going to come in and talk to you but I was just so <laughs> used to working from home that I was like yeah. Jesus Christ what's wrong with them do you know yeah, I don't know if I'll be ever be able to work in public again yeah it's oh it's, a de- it's definitely yeah. weird but I feel like now now that I'm kind of settled into Go With FM I can just start working on what I want to do with the show I have kind of a podcast idea rattling around my head that I really want to do something about but I just need to find the time oh yeah do it properly because I don't want to half ass it yeah um, so yeah I, but I don't know in terms of like I will sit down at some point I'm good to around the new year sit down and be like okay where are we going to be this time next year like I'm quite good at like not necessarily vision boards but just jotting things down mm-hmm. great believer in to-do lists whether it's I need to do all this stuff today I need to send this email or like a longer thing of like I need to yeah be a better person or whatever do you know I think they work um. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Nice. Great. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Not at all. My pleasure. Thank yeah. you For having me. I'm amazed by your uh, energy after being at a rave <laughs> last night. <laughs> Jesus it's, Christ. Joe, it's slightly manic, and I find that, like some days I'll come home and I'll be still in radio mode, and you <laughs> yeah. can see the batteries start to wear down. <laughs> I'll come in and I'll be like, "What's for dinner? Yes, fajitas." And I'll yeah. Be, like, hopping around the kitchen, and then slowly I'll just be like. <sighs> oh, and no. then by nine o'clock I'll be like bed. <laughs> yeah no more yeah <laughs> so it's, it's the way it has to be though I do find, like it's funny some days you come out of work super energised because you've been having the crack for four hours yeah and yeah. then some days it's a bit more of a slog and that very much impacts or if, the tra- if you're sitting in traffic for half an hour you're just like raise the city and start again with a ring road do you know yeah, what I mean yeah. it just depends but no this evening, this evening where do you live actually just so I just moved Um, I was in the middle of the west end and now we're in Rahoon so I'm a bit okay. traumatised because in my head I've built it up they're like we've we've left the city mm-hmm. we're now yeah. in the countryside we're not no. we're on a bus like we're on a bus route but you have to I go drive... over the bicentennial so it's a pain in the ass probably, yeah it? it's yeah any any road like and it's funny because Johnny that is in work does the traffic or whatever so he does his traffic updates and I used to never pass any heat on them because I would be driving from Sandy Road where Gold Bay FM is to Ravens Terrace on Dominic Street yeah basically and that would just take as long as it took like there was never going to be a car crash on that route Mm -hmm. thankfully because it's all like city centre driving and it just would be whatever but now I'm like I have to listen out for things I'm like the Rahoon Road Junction I'm like that affects you so you you listen and if they say those (laughs) words you have to go a different way yeah so but we only moved like literally a week and a half ago so we're still kind of just settling into it yeah Um, so yeah yeah Chloe's like delighted like we used to live in Nocknacara so she'd have to like travel down from Dublin but then it'd be just another thing that she'd have to get all the way out and all those fucking traffic lights yeah, yeah. You know what we used to go Galway traffic, poo poo. 
That's another podcast. That I was just right going to say there. that's a whole other podcast. I just don't know how they solve it, but they need to do something. That fucking ring rod. Yeah, but then what's your man with the round head, Ollie Crow? Build the bypass. Yeah. <laughs> that election, he he has a he has a very circular face, and um, that's no disrespect on would be Deputy Crow. But I just remember always and ever his election poster is build the bypass. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. Yeah. Never get built. Nope. And on that cheery note. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Thank Thanks you very much. Not at all. My pleasure. Love. We'll see you later. Good luck.